All right. And I've learned from watching uh, how they edit the rest of the pull list stuff. You know, sometimes they like to leave yeah. the, the fun stuff up front. They did such a good job, though, putting this together. Like uh, watching Matt's amazing. Dude, Matt and the, the whole editorial production team over there are dope. But like, I was like, after I watched just the intro to uh, the one I did with the Batgirl lady, I'm like, they put more effort into this intro than I put into like this whole channel. And, <laughs> and so it's like, good on them. Good on them. I appreciate y'all. And then All there's right. me and Hannah. And here's the thing. It's just like, you got to know like where your comfortable line with your bandwidth is. It's just like, you know what? <laughs> It's like, I, I know what I'm comfortable doing and, you know, I, I'll give a hundred percent effort to the line where I want to give it. It's like, you. and you know, I know where my line is and I'm like, I just mm-hmm. don't care. <clears throat> but that's what you, you have good people <clears throat> that come alongside you and care. So that's exactly right. Thank you guys. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Faith and Fandom Podcast. I'm joined here today with Mosaic Fan Arts' Todd Turner. And uh, just want to let you know that Faith and Fandom is now part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. And you can check interviews out first over at lovethynerd.com slash faithandfandom. Uh, but we're here today, and I've got Todd. Todd's one of my favorite people. He does amazing Woo-hoo! things. And... Uh, He's a lot of people's favorite people, um, from what I'm from what I'm gathering. Um, but Todd's a fan. Yeah, Todd's uh, fantastic people. We're excited to share with you uh, just <laughs> about his heart, his art, and all the ways those things impact other people. So, Todd, tell us who you are, what you do, your your vibe. As we were previously discussing Kentucky and all yeah. the things, but who, who are you, man? Well, I am Todd Turner, Mosaic Fan Art. Um, I am a full-time owner operator of a pharmacy a lot of people don't realize that um pretty busy pretty busy job in my spare time <laughs> other than being a wife and a, a a wife a husband and a uh, father i am a mosaic artist but it's a little bit different because i do mosaics of pop culture things usually superheroes and villains um and that just uh, was a hobby that i started and it's blossomed into something else so yeah i don't know what else i'm from i live in central kentucky um i have a wife three kids two of them are married i am the grandpa of ltn i feel like uh with the gray beard um i am an avid comic book collector and um that is my main fandom i dabble i'm a dabbler of just about anything and uh yeah that's it and you also the king there you go you also host your own podcast with your daughter Oh, that's right yes hannah uh and i hannah's my oldest she and i have a podcast called sis and big pops culture we started it right at the beginning um about a year before the dreaded covid outbreak and as a way for she and i to stay connected because she was in um she was in another town lonely and um had didn't have friends there at the moment because she had moved 
And we thought, well, let's just create a podcast. We don't have any clue what we're doing, but we like nerdy things and we'll talk about nerdy things. And so I think we're up to about 73, 74 episodes. We, we usually record about every other week. Um, and we do nerd news, which is not groundbreaking. It is news that Hannah and I find important to us. And uh, that's it. We talk about what we're binging, uh, whether it be media, well, any, any kind of media, whether it be TV shows, books, um, graphic novels, podcasts. We also usually do a pops pull list, which is I usually try to pick um, a DC book, a Marvel book, an independent, a new number one and my book of the week. And then we'll review a movie or a trade or both. And um, so, yeah, that's where we are. That's me. And Todd is also the man that we trust to actually give us better opinions on comics for the pull list than we have for ourselves. So I don't know, man. Kevin uh, Conley's he's pretty darn good. Oh, Kevin is great, too. He really is. Yeah, I know. I feel like I should be under his wing, sitting at his uh, lap. Maybe he just has better worry with words than I do. I don't, I don't know. The old guy in me just I hate typing and, you know, so but. Anyway. I, I, I would like to do a like maybe a TikTok uh, comics review of just where it's just my facial expressions. Oh books. yeah, be like there you go, and yeah, just <laughs> just like another like oh here's the Tom King face. Here's the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right, the Tom King face. That's a good one, man. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you you said you started this as a hobby. How did you start your mosaics as a hobby? <clears throat> was interesting. So in 2002, my wife and I were in Chicago for um, our anniversary and um, we just got away for the weekend and uh, we went to the Navy Pier. At that time on the Navy Pier, if anybody's been there, you know, they got the huge uh, Ferris wheel and all kinds of stuff. You can ride a boat that goes 800 miles an hour and get drenched. But at that point, they had a stained glass museum at the Navy Pier, not mosaics, but like stained glass windows or stained glass um, you know, just creations of, of the sort. And we went on that. I thought it was amazing. And I, I don't know, just something in, in me clicked and thought, wouldn't that be cool if like Spider-Man was in a stained glass window? Like I, cause I love comics. I always wanted to be a comic book artist. I cannot draw to save my life. I tried. I have, I have sketches in the basement that are just horrible. Um, or, you know, wanted to create my own comic books, but I, I just couldn't do it. So I thought, why not? This was 2002, like the internet, who even thought of the internet in 2002? And I was like, I don't, nobody does this that I knew of at the time. And so if it's bad, no one can say it's bad um, because it's brand new medium. It's something no one's ever done. It, it's just my interpretation of these famous characters that everybody knows and loves. And I just thought I would try my hand at that. So I get home and decide this is what I want to do. And my wife's not like, we're not having lead in the house with babies, three new, three chill, small children. Cause it, you know, lead use lead came to do stained glass windows and that, which isn't dangerous if you use it correctly. But I didn't know that you hear lead in the house. You automatically think lead poisoning. So, right. um, so I was like, so, well then maybe I'll do mosaics. Um, bought a couple books from a home improvement store, Lowe's. I don't know if you guys have those where you oh, are. Oh yeah, Lowe's is where I'm at. <clears throat> yeah. So they had two books on mosaics, like how to make like a table or 
or, you know, something like that. And I thought, well, I could utilize this. And, and then I was like, well, I need to get my materials and, um, good story. I tell a long story. So I didn't have money. We didn't have money for the materials. We were on a pretty strict budget and uh, it didn't even take a lot of money, but my wife wanted to go to an auction in town. And we had had this discussion that you can't go to the auction because we don't have the money for an auction. We don't have money to go buy things at this auction. She goes, ah, okay, well, I won't. So I even checked into it. You had to pre-register a bit at this auction. So, you know, we weren't going to be able to do that. So she went for a walk on a Saturday when I was outside mowing. And then she came back and said, I bought a record collection at the auction. And I was like, no, you didn't. I know you didn't because you had to pre-register to even bid at this auction. And she goes, oh, our friends, Joan and Charlie were there. They let me bid on their number. And so she spent 25 bucks and bought a box of records. And I sold those records on eBay for about three to $400 and made my money to start up <laughs> my mosaics. And did you keep uh, any of the records? I actually, I still have some of the records because they're worthless. Okay. And <clears throat> I actually broke up some of the records and it's included in my um, ghost rider a mosaic that I have created that people can see that uses part of those old, those old, old scratchy records that you have to go like 700 mile an hour to even listen to them on one of them old Victrola, Victrola, whatever machines. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So that's what happened. And that's where it started. So I did this. It kept this in my basement forever. Um, never took, I mean, people knew that I did it, but people didn't see it. I didn't share it. Um, only my, you know, closest friends who knew and came to our house and, um, and, you know, would even know that I did it. Um, and then during a sermon, I just, I don't know. I don't remember what the preacher said or what the message was about. I just remember God telling me that he would not give me or anyone a talent or a love for something that he couldn't use for his kingdom. You know, be, you know, so I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. I mean, first of all, I love comic books and I don't know how in the world you can use that for your kingdom. Um, but that's my love. And that's one of my passions. And I'm halfway decent at this mosaic thing. So maybe if, you know, I believe that God could use it. So at that point I made a mission statement, created mosaic fan art and, um, just started throwing my stuff out there and to see where it would stick. And, uh, the first time I ever showed my, um, works in public was the premiere of the force awakens at a movie tavern in Nicholasville, Kentucky. And, then it's gone from there to go to comic conventions and art shows and stuff like that with the whole entire purpose. It's funny because Kathy and my wife and I, we've had this big discussion yesterday. The whole purpose is to let other people know that <clears throat> we're all broken. You know, every one of us, whether it's something that we've done or people have done to us, you know, spiritually, financially, physically, mentally, we all have had periods of brokenness and that in the right hands of the right artist, those broken pieces can be put back together to create a masterpiece that would have never been there um, with, without being broken in the first place. So that, that's the whole purpose of Mosaic Fan Art is to let people know that um, 
you are a masterpiece. And if you think you're broken, you can be put back together stronger, better, and be an amazing creation in the hands of the right artist, which I believe is Jesus Christ. So that's the purpose of mosaic fan art. And my wife and I were having this discussion. I know I'm just talking, but you know, I feel like I'm here for we, it, <laughs> we need to, I need to push that purpose. Uh, I'm not just, not just selling mosaics. Cause it's funny. We talked about that. She's like, you know, you can make money selling mosaics. I'm like, yes, but that's not the purpose of mosaic fan art. It's a, it's a very nice byproduct. Trust me, but that's not the purpose. So the issue then we were actually talking last night. Well, how do we, move that purpose forward so we're working on that yeah do you, can i ask do you have some ideas for that well yeah i mean it's i currently you know i don't hide my faith but i don't scream it either does that yeah. you know what i'm saying um it you know you can't really scream your faith at comic book conventions or at or, or anything like that because Honestly, a lot of the people that we come in contact with have been hurt a lot by, you know, by church or, or whatever. And, um, so I, I have a pamphlet that I hand out to everybody. We always hand them out and it basically is that mission statement with, we'd love to talk to you um, about it. Um, we've, we've had, you know, maybe a handful of people who have responded to that, which has been really great. And, you know, and in, uh, in, in my, I want to see massive amounts of people reach for the gospel in this thing. I, it's sort of a disappointment to me, but luckily my wife is a big encourager and she's like, oh, that's great. You know, you just, one person is worth it all. And so I think, um, social media, I'm going to be more vigilant about it, uh, more posting, you know, when I post my posts, um, not be preachy, but be, you know, I, I believe my job, our job as Christians are not necessary. We're not here to, we're here to be Jesus. We're here to introduce people to Jesus. And I'm not here to say what you do is right. What you do is wrong. I don't care what you believe, who you believe. My job is to introduce you to a friend of mine. I've got, a, I've got this guy that I think you might find pretty cool, you know? And then what happens with that after that is all up to you. I mean, it's out of my hands. I don't, you know, if God didn't come, Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but to save it. And I don't think we should do the same either. Sometimes a lot of the people we come in contact with, it feel like they've been condemned. And so right off the bat, as a Christian, I feel like I, I start behind in the count. So you have to be gentle. And, um, so I want to use that and find a way to incorporate it into my posts and social media and, and just be a little bit more vocal at the common conventions I go to. And, um, I've, I've stopped doing art shows because the opportunity for me to, to witness or to explain why mosaic fan art was created is dialed back in those, uh, you really don't have a lot unless you're at a gallery opening, you really don't have a lot of one-on-one -on -one with people looking at your art. I don't know. Maybe that's not right either. Maybe that's a, you know, maybe I need to have more at art shows and then people would come to my website and have an opportunity. I don't know. So, you know, we're just spitballing. 
I think just like uh, with your social stuff, like with your posts, like I mean, one of my favorite things just here, because I mean, this is not the first time we've had this conversation. <laughs> That's <laughs> like you and I have talked about this and I still love hearing it every time. And one of the reasons why is like just your thing where you tell, you know, like we're all broken and in the right hands, we can be made something beautiful. Like, dude, even if you just had a simple like graphic of that in a nutshell, that you added on to the photos of all your other stuff. You posted your photos of all your work. And then that yeah. graphic is just in the chain of things, I think, or even if that was on a display piece with your gallery, um, I, I, I believe in what you do and I've seen what you do online um, and just how you talk to other people. And I've heard other people's responses to your stuff from shows, from cons. Um, you know, there's people that I talked to at heroes con this year, who saw your stuff at a show in Kentucky. Um, oh, cool. I'm um, hoping to get in. I, yeah, I'm hoping you get in too. Um, Cause listen, if they put us in the same room, it's, it's going to be a party. Uh, uh, we're just going to have a great show um, with that. Uh, okay. I thought I lost, I lost you for a second. Yeah. I was about to say, I lost you. you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If, if they put us in the same room at heroes con, uh, like, well, it's not this one room. We're going to have a party. Um, Heck yeah. But, uh, you know, there's a couple the Helton's. They're big cosplayers. Dude usually dresses like either the Undertaker or Dr. Fate. But he lives in your area, but always comes really? to Heroes Con. Yeah. Neat. Um, but I, they've been coming to Heroes Con for 10 years or more. Um, and I see them consistently and they just come by to say, hey. But, like, I asked them. I showed them your stuff. They're like, do you recognize this? They're like, oh, yeah. That guy's great. That's cool. Um, Neat. That's a uh, small world, man. It is. Yeah. It is. And, you know, we travel in small circles. And I've seen a lot more LTN people uh, in the last few years at shows um, than not. And, and uh, it's just neat to see how that's working out together. But I think what you do is valuable in that. And it's a simple reminder. And you know what? People, there are different uh, strokes for how everybody does uh, their art, how everybody does their ministry. Yeah. And that's true. Uh, I was, uh, yesterday I was preaching on Romans 14 and the Mandalorian cause we were doing a nerd movie series, whatever, um, at our church and, uh, talking about how people have different convictions on things. And, you know, it's like, there's a lot of different approaches to ministry, especially in the con world. Like if you look at, uh, the LTN mission trip that just went to like Gen Con, right. You know, mm-hmm. they the primary thing they were doing was serving by volunteering at booths and working in that capacity. Uh, there's a dude named Tuland um, who it has a tiger superhero comic, um, uh, <laughs> and he it looks like he looks like an urban tiger superhero. And Tuland and I are almost always at the same show. Um, nice, uh, but his stuff is like subtle like like he's making clean comic books that kids can be encouraged by cool um and they're not gospel represented and like they're not going to have like a any kind of salvation pitch or anything like in it but they're clean they're encouraging and um but if you go out to his van it's like liberty university (laughs) it's like (laughs) on the side of the van and you're like oh okay yeah it's like i we're on the same circles there um and <laughs> there you and that that's just been the thing of it's just like people you know have different approaches with it um yeah and even the show i was at yesterday or su- saturday there was a um 
church that their whole ministry to the con was to provide a children's area. Oh, um, that's great. Like they weren't selling anything. They weren't pitching anything, but like the con free play knew, zone, free play zone. And, um, they had Legos. They had, uh, uh, one of the seminary professors from Southeastern theological seminary is a five Oh first member. And, oh, um, and so, so he was in like, you know, a movie authentic, uh, Boba Fett costume. And like, they were given Polaroids with Boba Fett. Like that looked like wanted posters. And oh, that's awesome. And so like yeah. you know, their whole ministry was just providing that to it. And I think your voice is something that is really valuable and valid. Uh, in those circumstances or in any circumstances. Well, I appreciate um, it. I mean, m- good thing about it is my stuff does turn heads. Yeah. So people walk by and go, what? Um, because most people haven't seen anything like this. There are a few mosaic uh, fan artists out there currently. Um, uh, but like my giant Spider-Man, I took it to the last con I went to. And that took four people to move. And one of the guys had to go and have a, stints put in afterwards that's another story but anyway uh yeah <laughs> so it's it's heavy but uh but th- that life-size spider-man watching people they're like are you kidding me and then and an interesting thing is, is that i let people touch it you know most people art in an art gallery you don't touch you just look um but there's something about being able to actually put your hand on it and feel it and see um, it's just a lot of fun. So yeah, I do, I do pull a lot of people to the booth, um, and, uh, get a chance to pass out my wares. Um, but you know, it's, we have good conversations. It's like, you know, you had that, uh, the 50 things that, uh, that you should do at a con or make a good con or whatever. And those are really good, you know? So, uh, a interesting thing about my booth is I usually have two booths and I'll have at least four to six people working working there we're not working we're just talking right mm-hmm. but um i try to make sure I, I want everybody who's there helping me to have the same heart as me um so like they have to believe in the mission and be kind and it's it's really it's really good i've had a lot of good people help and a lot of conversations you know and i try to i try to bring people with me who know stuff that i don't know you know, and so they'll like holler out, you know, nice Mabel and Dipper outfit. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And yeah. My daughter's like, it's Gravity Falls, dad. I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> whatever, you know. <laughs> so it's really fun. Yeah. So that's the plan. We're hoping to get in where I'm hoping to get in to um, do maybe three cons next year. I usually only do one to two just because it's so hard for me. Right. Um, so I already have my spot for the Lexington um, Common Convention, which is the first weekend in March, or the no seventh through tenth, I think. I have applied to Heroes Con. Um, spoke with the lady there. I even sent a down payment for two booths just in case, and um, she said that they give their returners up until September first. Yeah. So I'm hoping that my plan is to have two booths if there's room well dude they had they had space the week of this year did they yeah well then good they also expanded and added a whole nother section to the show so really the the charlotte convention center is one of the biggest convention centers in the carolinas um 
like here or galaxy con really should move there but they're also not gonna step on the money well oh like you you don't that's somebody else's territory i think i understand yeah and um, i got you sure um but they uh yeah i just i don't see them politely doing that um but no it's 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 a really important thing to just be out there and to be able to be that encouragement with them and that's one of the things stroke i struggle too is i'll often end up doing shows by myself because i don't want to trying to find people with the right heart um can be hard Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. or the right heart and the ability to just have that kind of time commodity and i also introvert so it's a little bit harder when it comes to me with some things like that um but yeah it's it's a neat i feel thing. like i'm introverted too people say i'm not but i am I, i'd i'd rather be at home in a shell somewhere <laughs> that's why I, I work in the basement on art alone that's I've, I've learned about myself that i'm introverted with a plat i'm introverted without a platform i'm an extrovert with a platform if you give me something to nice. hide behind I'm extroverted. Oh, gotcha. A, a microphone, a pulpit, a booth. <laughs> if I've got a safe bubble where yeah. I can get, yeah, I'm good. Um, if you nice. put if you put me out there naked in the world, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let me be I quiet. Understand. Yeah. Um, so you started doing this. You've uh, been doing it for gosh, twenty one years. Twenty one years now. That's wow. crazy, isn't it? Congratulations. Wow. Thank um, you. Yeah, that's that's a huge deal, dude. Um, and you've uh, had success from what I've seen. You've had like two major studio acknowledgements uh, from Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. Um, Want to talk about those? Well, Marvel, not DC. Not DC. I've Marvel. No, I don't. Did, did DC say anything about it? You have the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Star. See, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> see, see, I celebrate you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I forgot all about it. So yeah. So during. Um, I don't know many people who collect comics and they know this, that a lot of the big studios, they've gone away from the big going to the big cons or little cons like Emerald city and even San Diego. And they do their own little thing now. Yeah. Like, um, well, DC during, um, COVID did basically an online, um, what do they call it? I can't remember. Something with dome in it. Yeah. Fandom. Fandom. DC fandom. Yeah. And, uh, so where you could um, do different things, you didn't have to be art. They did have an art competition. Then they had like, how do you express your fandom or whatever? And um, they chose one of my pictures. They chose a Batman. It was the, um, it was uh, stained glass on wood. And it was the, the final um, scene in the end credits of the Batman TV show with the uh, bat signal over top of the, um, uh, the, the Gotham city, which was, so it's pretty, it was very, um, cartoonish almost, um, very, it was all blue, black, white, yellow, and that was it pretty much. Um, so they did, they put that on their um, website as one of their things for celebrating of DC fandom Marvel. Um, they had a competition for, um, Dr. Strange, the multiverse of madness. And, um, I have a piece that is actually broken currently. Um, yeah, I'll explain that later. So <laughs> I had, a, I, <laughs> oops, he's right. It got, it got destroyed coming back from a con. Um, so this was a Dr. Strange piece 
and it won um, first prize, not grand prize. Apparently, their grand prize is better than first prize. I learned that. So it was second place in their comp- art competition, um, and it was very cool. I got some uh, autographed um, paintings or some some uh, like uh, promo work that they did for the movie. And um, some personalized letters where they, you, it was evident that they had gone back and looked at my um, process of making the piece um, for Doctor Strange from the art department and from uh, the the people who um, did the movie, which was really cool. And uh, Doctor the Doctor Strange piece is usually almost everyone picks it as one of their favorite pieces. Um, it just it takes. It takes the panel right out of um, Strange Tales, um, two different um, Ditko pieces. Um, one is Doctor Strange facing away, and the other is a literal panel from the comic turned sideways. And then it's backlit um, very brightly. And um, so it it won. That was pretty cool. I did get some uh, tweets out. I got James Gunn uh, retweeted a photo of mine once, which was really cool. It was of my Groot and... Uh, um, rocket mosaic and, uh, Gabriel Luna who played uh, ghost rider, um, re- retreated my uh, ghost rider mosaic, which was fun. And Scott Derrickson actually took a, he did the first Dr. Strange movie and he took a screenshot of my mosaic and he reposted it and tagged me with, um, Stained glass from the Church of the Strange, which was really cool. That was really cool. So those are my nerd accomplishments that I would say um, uh, by DC and Marvel. I, I'm I'm up here to do more for them if they ever connect, you know, want me to. But uh, I have not heard from them. But yeah, but poor Doctor Strange sits in several pieces in the basement currently. Mm. in pieces well and it's it's what happens whenever you move glass um and which is why it's not that big it doesn't bother me as much i it's not wouldn't be the first time that i've had to refix a piece i've told you before that the glass you would think it's very rigid and very sharp but it's very forgiving you can cut it and cut it and put it and if it doesn't work you get another piece and um it will eventually come together and once you grout it it'll be amazing so yeah that's actually one of my favorite phrases of yours is that the the glass is forgiving like i've got notes on that like whole analytical <laughs> concept of you know the things that we think are most broken are the things that can still be easily or most repaired and yeah. that's just like i mean like spider-man back there it look at you look at it and it looks uh, if people who are watching who see this it looks like a complete photo but it is not it is a m- bunch of little itty bitty pieces and they break and you don't like it. You pull it off, you put another piece back on and in the whole faux picture, it comes together, which is hard to grasp when you're working on it. At first, it was hard for me to grasp, to, to look at something and go, this is not going to look good. And then when you put the grout in and you clean it up and you shine it up, it's like, oh yeah. Uh, it does look good. So yeah. So see, I, I need some, the glasses for giving shirts at your booth. And that's a good conversation piece. Of, there you go. I should do that. 
I've I've played around with a sticker for it once or twice, but I'm like, now nah, I'm gonna let Todd do his thing. Yeah, stay out of stay out of the list. <laughs> my sandbox is plenty big. Trust me, I got oh, plenty of room. I'm sure you share well. <laughs> and uh, on that note, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And there's our break. Razzle dazzle. Break time. <laughs> um, all right, everybody, we're back. And uh, once again, I'm joined by Todd Turner of Mosaic Fan Art. And we talked about how he got to where he got, how his glass is forgiving and some accomplishments. Um, what I'll ask you this, dude, what piece do you feel like you are either most proudest of or you feel most accomplished by? That's so, you know, I get that I get asked this a lot. And it is so hard for me to choose. I honestly think that my favorite piece is one I haven't created yet, um, which I know is a lame answer, but I have a piece in my mind that I'm just dying to make. And that's going to be my favorite. Um, so uh, what which right, one is that? Oh, it's going to be Big Barda and uh, Mr. Miracle and, and as American Gothic. Yes. Yes. And it's going to be my favorite. So I love them. I think they're my favorite comic book couple of all time. Um, they're just amazing together and nobody will know who it is, you know, except for, well, you never know now with the, with the animation being so popular and that yeah. they're, they're being in so many different animated shows. Somebody might know who they are. I mean, us comic book nerds definitely will know who they are. Um, but I want you to know I was 52 before I realized that Scott free was he gets away scot free. That's how long it took for me to actually that pun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't catch it. So currently my favorite one is um, probably Batwoman. I love Batwoman. This it, it was really took a long time to make. Um, and it's very detailed. Um, the, the one that uh, each each piece is interesting because they each have a story. Um, you know, either how I made it, why I made it, what happened while I made it. Um, so, you know, like Harley Quinn, I have a life size Harley Quinn, which is really cool. I call it the duality of Harley. And um, if you draw a line straight down her face, she looks like two different people. Yeah, and that's on purpose and um could not get her face right i struggle with people's faces that's that's like my struggle so i have a friend who teaches high school art and he's as hippie as can be and i was like uh john could you come over and draw a face on harley sure man i'll be over i'll do it you know <laughs> literally he came over and he drew her face so i get to tell that story you know harley is um, you know, my friend, John helped me with that. Uh, like Iron Man. I love Iron Man, the piece that I have, um, because, uh, my kids actually helped me with that a little bit, took a lot of photos with my kids when they were little holding the hammer, helping with, I literally made hands out of plaster and they knocked them over three times. I had to glue the fingers back on and then screw the fingers back on three times. So I have that story. Um, my Spider-Man, my life-size Spider-Man, I had to learn how to do molds of hands to get Spider-Man's hands right. I used my son's um, hands. So Spider-Man's hands are my son's. The next week, he broke both arms. 
and had to have them both in casts. So each piece has a story. Um, like uh, the Doctor Who piece that I made, it's actually a real clock. It does tell time. I watched, <laughs> all, I watched all three Matrixes while working on that, you know? So, yeah. So it's hard to pick a favorite piece. Um, I would say I love Batwoman. Um, it's not a popular piece. I mean, I doubt I'll ever sell her, um, but it's all right because I, th- that's the reason I don't do commissions. Pe- people are like, you should do commissions. I was like, yeah, I like making what I want to make. And um, that way, if I'm not, because like I said, I'm not there to sell it. Um, but if it does sell, if it doesn't sell, I get to keep it. Oh, and my Usagi was really cool too, but it like oh, sold yeah. before it was finished. Yeah, your Usagi was fantastic. Um, as soon as I knew you were working that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's going somewhere. Um, uh, and for me, like uh, that thing about you actually having to care about what you do and want to do it. If you don't care about it, it makes it really hard to keep going. Um, if you've seen some of my stuff, I make these little nerdy candles, and they're not like, oh yeah. They're not like anything that takes a lot of my mental awareness. You know, it's just like pour some wax, go on about my mm-hmm. day. Like there's some marinating in my garage right now. Um, <laughs> and um, I was at the show that I was at this past weekend. No, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I was at a show and a woman came by and like, like, I know for you, it's a hard price point to be able to actually sell things that are at a honest level of value right. mm-hmm. at an affordable price. And one of the reasons why I sell my candles cheaply is because one, they don't cost me anything even in time really to make, um, but they're pretty and they smell good and they're eye catching. Um, and I sell my candles for $3 or two for five. And wow. So, that's a great deal. Yeah. So especially like the PlayStation controller candles. Oh yeah. That's cool. People will walk by and they'll freak out. And that's almost always like no, most people don't walk by and say book, let me stop. Most people say, yeah. is that a PlayStation controller candle or bath bomb? And like people will see, <laughs> or bath people, bomb. Yeah. People will see the Death Star and say, is that a bath bomb? And But they're one of my best conversation starters. And I enjoy making them. And I enjoy the catalyst that they are. And, you know, just like you said, your booth has is an eye turning. And um, a woman came up to me. She said, uh, what's your lowest price point on these candles? And I was like, that three bucks, <laughs> three dollars, three dollars. Uh, yeah, two fifty if you buy two of them. And she's like, "Could you do two dollars or a dollar fifty? Could you do a dollar each?" I'm like, "No, um, just for time." She's like, "What if I order three hundred of them?" Then I'm like, "Absolutely not." Um, yeah, because that's a lot of work. Yeah, it's like like the man hours of that would be ridiculous. And the resources she said that that she was doing her wedding and she wanted to give them out as oh. wedding favors for every attender. Oh, wow. And I'm like, no, that's like, I genuinely do not care enough about this yeah. or the money you could offer me for that. I was like, no, thank you. Um, and yeah. being able to genuinely know, like, I'm doing this because I care. And I know for you, it's artistic expression. I know for you, it's ministry. I know for you, it's the chance to create, but people really can't pay you to do what you do. Um, no. No, I mean, I have, I have sold some large pieces, which is, I I think I've sold five large pieces by large pieces. I mean, um, 1800 to $3,000 a piece. Um, 
but that's not a lot considering i mean how many i make yeah and the time and hours and everything yeah which is why i make my minis the like the the little batman i because i can i sell those for um 175 a piece and they're eight by eight and they will pay for my booth and and my materials which is that's it i mean i break even um which is why i try to do cons close to home because that way i don't have to eat out i don't have to pay for a hotel i don't have to travel so far um but and sometimes making the minis are just not as fun they're not as fun to make honestly Um, it's the cut and dry you know what you're doing it's usually a logo or something actually my wife was like i keep i i've said this that i'm going to stop posting photos of my minis and Kathy's like, why? It's my wife. And she's, I'm like, because people keep saying, I want to buy that. The purpose of me creating minis is to have stock for when I go to a con. And then she was like, well, just make more. I'm like, well, I mean, she goes, that con's in March. Just sell it if somebody wants it and make another one. And I'm like, well, I can, but that means I go to the basement and I'm not up here. And um, so it's, it's difficult because I, I want people to want it, but I, I've actually had people who have watched me make something and said they're going to get it at the con, but by the time they've got to the con, it's been gone. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's tough. I feel bad, you know, because I have a lot of people who are return purchasers, believe it or not. A lot oh, I of believe people it. come back. And um, so if somebody says, like, this person wanted a um watchman the smiley face the comedian smiley face and i literally knew she wanted it so i put it back i didn't even put it out i hid it back in the back the guy who runs my local comic shop came by and said where's that watchman i'm buying it and i was like uh here it is (laughs) because i mean what do you do i mean right he's first come and he is the owner of my comic book shop so <laughs> gotta keep that paper flowing. <laughs> gotta keep it flowing. Yeah. And I was like, all right, here you go. How about we just do a 175 credit? And he's like, done. I said, all right, good deal. So yeah. I mean, I don't even uh, know what we were talking about. What were we talking about? What was my favorite? Oh, yeah. That that was where we were. Yeah, with that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the creative process of being able to, and I, I love that you get to actually be creative in this and do it and do it in a unique way. And I I really do agree and think what you said. I don't think God gives us gifts or talents or passions that he doesn't intend to use. Um, It's interesting because yesterday during our sermon, the pastor talked about being creative and how we all, we all are creative. I mean, if we are created in the image of God and God creates, so we are creative. And he was like, you know, go to a group of kindergartners and say, who is an artist? And everybody raises their hand you know, go to a group of sixth graders, who's an artist and like maybe 20% raise their hand, go to a high school, who's an artist, maybe one person might raise their hand. So, I mean, we're all artists. We just don't, it, that creativity is inside of us. We just don't tap it. So I, I believe that, you know, that creativity, our creator gives that to us and he can use it to bring people into a loving relationship with him. It just requires um, willingness to do it, 
Yeah. Because he doesn't need anybody with skills. Trust me, I had none. I literally got a book from Lowe's and that was it. So um, everybody's like, oh, it, it's so hard to do. And I'm like, it just takes time and patience. That's what it takes. Time and patience. And lots of Band-Aids. Other than that, you're good. I, I do think that that's one of the hard parts is that, like, as you mentioned with the time progression, I feel like um, life beats the creativity out of us. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, you know, it, it for me, it draws back to the um, thing about how the seed is cast, but the struggles of life out of the soil come and they choke it out. I feel like there's a lot of people with great things to contribute that have literally had the creativity beaten or choked out of them by life and they just don't have enough they don't think there's enough left within them to actually create and do something um which is this is can i go off go off for a second do it (laughs) so my wife and i are in this book called the ruthless elimination of hurry Mm. and um it's based on some principles it's basically jesus was always busy but he never never hurried and there are certain things that jesus did in his life that i mean we know that for a fact because somebody said your best one of your best friends is dying. And he's like, I'll get there later. You know, I mean, we know that, that, um, so part of that, and I think this will help us as well. And my wife and I is that, that we are simplifying and we are slowing down. We are reducing what we spend, which is going to have a negative impact on my comic book purchasing. Yeah, it's bad of the month, which is for anyone who knows me, that is huge. Right. Like I've got my titles. I just picked up today, this past Sunday. And there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 titles. So I got at five bucks a pop. Shh, don't say that out loud. Actually, one was two ninety nine. Ooh, wait! Look like, at you, bargain saver. I know. Ram V. <laughs> Ram V. Put out a new book. It was two ninety nine, and I thought, well, I'll give it a shot for three bucks. Called something flavor, uh, rare flavors. Yeah, and then bring it up. Oh, here, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'll read it. So I th- we're gonna try that to see if that helps us, so that our creativity isn't choked out of us. I mean, it's not for everybody. I'm not saying that, but. There is a way that, you know, I think we need to try to rekindle that. Um, I try hard at cons. I usually have a mosaic I'm working at there. And like kids are the best. They want to see everything. They want to touch everything. So I'll try to give a little little tutorial. This is how you do it. And they're like, oh, I could never do this. I'm like, sure you could. You could buy all all this equipment right here at Hobby Lobby for less than 50 bucks. You could get started and you could just find whatever broken pop bottles. You want to use something? I mean, you don't, you can do mosaics out of any material. I use it out of stained glass, but you can go to Home Depot or Lowe's and they've got stuff that they're throwing away. That's all busted. Can I have that, uh, you know, box for five bucks, you know? Yeah. You know, you can, you can do that. Marbles, anything beads. So I have a friend who does, I call it mosaics. It's more, he calls himself collage, hero collage, and he cuts up comics. Mm. I know some people, you know, are 
offended by that, but I like it because it makes the comics I own more valuable. He's decreasing the amount of comic books out in the world. So I give him, I give him love for it. But so you can make a mosaic out of anything. So anybody can do something creative. It's there. It's inside them. You just have to just find it and it doesn't have to be perfect because we're not perfect. Nothing's perfect. I mean, shoot, I'm colorblind and on three or four of my pieces, I've accidentally put the wrong colors in and it's evident. it is evident right in the middle of my big unite the league piece in the middle of Batman symbol is a purple piece. So when light shines through it, everything is black on Batman except for one trapezoid. It is purple and it just shows right up there. Same thing in daredevil's knee purple. I did a mini of venom and mixed purple and black. So well, that that's pretty accurate though. The purple. And the black. Uh, it, that, yeah. That's what I told myself. So, <laughs> so, you know, just embrace it, embrace the uniqueness, embrace the imperfections because that's what makes it even better. I think this uh, past show or the last two shows I've just had a one. I get tired of just looking up at people and smiling because I'm not doing like things where I'm not like writing a book while people are there or anything. So like I wanted something to do to like occupy. So I brought, I bought a bunch of a little, uh, business card size sketch cards. Oh yeah. I saw those. And so I'm just sitting there doodling at the booth and I put a little sign that said, uh, terrible sketches by a writer. One dollar, and <laughs> anybody buy one? Yeah, I sold some, and I was pretty. Hey, excited you're going to be doing that. covers like Tom King before long. You know, dude, I could. I I feel like right now I could beat Tom King's covers. Um, <laughs> I feel confident in that. Um, but like, uh, at right before the last show or the show was over, a young lady's like, um, "Can I get a commission?" And I'm like, "That's awesome on a like, card." I'm like, "Are you sure?" And she's like, yeah, Ken, she's like, and she was cosplaying a certain character from a show I've uh-huh. never seen. And I was like, and she's like, can you do my character? And I like Googled something. I was like, like this, she's like that, do that. Something like that. And, you know, I put more time and effort into that. <laughs> um, one dollar, $1 sketch card. Yeah. Um, and like, so like, and it, but it made that girl's day and like, that's awesome. you know, so I, I like had it hidden behind my like business card holder. She's like, where is it? And I was like, and I kind of went like, ta-da. and she's like, that's amazing. Yeah, and awesome. she, she literally took it and walked away. Mm-hmm. And my 10 year old was sitting beside me. She's like, she, could, she, didn't, she didn't pay, pay for you. It. <laughs> and and I was like, then I was like, man, ain't that a kick? And then she ran back. She's like, oh, here's a dollar. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, thanks. Thank but, you. But, Your first commission. Yes. And, but it's one of those things of, uh, you know, showing people like, and people are like, you know what? These aren't bad. I'm like, you know what? Well, I'm not, I don't call myself that type of artist. So I appreciate that. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like even with that, it's a good way to connect with people and to say, you know what? Try some new stuff. Uh, try some yeah. new things. And so let me ask you this because all I've seen, like the majority of what I've seen from you has been just pop culture stuff. And I know that's your, that's your vibe. That's your whole brand. Um, if you were to do one biblical scene, I know what it is. What is it? Let's hear it. hundred percent. It's um, it is. I have this in my, in, I have the picture in my head and this is what I would do. So it is, it is a hand reaching up. It is Peter's hand reaching up in the water and Jesus's hand reaching 
through the water to grab his hand. Mm. So you would be looking at it from Peter's point of view, his eyes. So as he is looking up with his hand up, you know, you can see Jesus on the, just like a silhouette wavy on the water with his hand reached down to pull him up out of the water. That's what I would do. Okay. You're ready for that one. <laughs> oh, I, I know that it's in my head. I have these in my head that I was, that would be really cool. How would I do that? I don't know, but that would be really cool. Um, yeah. A lot of shades of blue. Yeah. Which is funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have to have my family choose that one. They'd have to pick the colors for me. I couldn't do that. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, so that would be your biblical piece. Um, if now here's one more just Bible sure. nerd question to throw at you. Yeah. Um, if you were to outside of that piece, if you were to make a biblically themed piece that you felt best captured the heart of what mosaic fan art is, like of the brokenness, what would that look like for you? Like <laughs> somebody might think this is just bizarre, but um, buddy Jesus. The buddy Christ. Yeah. 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 I mean, it is. Which, I, I toss watching, that around about doing it. If you're watching on the screen, he's right up here. Autographed. <laughs> oh, by Kevin Smith. Uh, Jason Muse and a couple of the other VSQ people. I was at a show with Kevin, but I was too busy to get away from my booth. And I just didn't want to make somebody else go wait in line for two hours to get the buddy yeah. Christ signed. Um, Kevin Smith came to our con in Lexington this year, but there was an issue with their plane, um, him and somebody else. I can't remember who it was. So he was supposed to be there all day, Saturday, all day, Sunday. He didn't get there until Saturday night at like midnight. And he spent all day Sunday. They even opened up and after the con was over, they opened up another ballroom that they rented for him. And he stayed did everything like was amazing to the fans and then said, I'll be back next year. So I think, uh, it'd be cool to do a buddy. I, I, so the the reason I choose that is because it's controversial. First of all, I mean, for Christians, for some, for some people who call themselves Christians, I mean, it's controversial. Um, but it's also, very it's definitely something that you can talk to people about you know people will definitely talk about it um christians and non-christians so it's a good way to bring both groups together to talk about something whether they have differing opinions i don't care um but it's definitely a um would you consider that biblical that's probably not even biblical that's probably pop culture it's it, it's on that line, um, and I meant because even like I know you when you first asked me about it, you hadn't seen the movie either, um, right? Um, but literally the sales pitch for why it exists, even in the movie, I want to say, was a uh, George Carlin saying that the representation of Jesus is always glum and scary and uh, melodramatic, and he's wanted to make a an image of Christ to actually say, "Hey, I'm cool with you. I like you." You know, some I mean, so even in Kevin's uh, way of even presenting that, I think there's still some solid truth and understanding in that. But I think it would be cool to see it as a stained glass. So oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, um, and the neat thing I went to, uh, 
for my 40th birthday, I went to Kevin's shop in Jersey and the actual statue is there. Um, nice. And they had it in a little, I don't, I don't know if it was stained glass or red satin or something like that, but they had it in a very case that, type thing. Yeah. Something along those vibes. <sighs> so uh, if people want to check out more of your stuff, where should they go? Um, by the way, like if you aren't familiar with Todd's stuff, I one of my favorite things is just watching you put stuff together because you'll go live while you're working. Yeah. It's just, I've been doing that a lot on Twitch lately. Yeah. Um, So um, you can follow, I I post a lot of stuff on Instagram and Facebook. I'm rarely on Twitter or X or whatever the heck it's called now. Um, I never on Snapchat, even though I have it. Um, So Instagram, Facebook, you can just go to mosaic fan art. I do have a website, mosaicfanart.com. Again, Go to Instagram or Facebook. That's where you, that's where you get me. I am on uh, uh, Twitch as Mosaic Fan Art, and I do go live working on some of my stuff with my terrible camera. It's my phone, so that's what I have. You know, like I, you, you do the best you can with what you have and what you know. And I don't know how to do it. So, um, and that's that's where you can go. You can check that out. Um, I. Yeah, I don't know. That's about it. I'm pretty active in Discord for the most part with the Love Thy Nerd community and the, their Facebook community. Um, haven't been recently because we had a lot going on, but you know, life takes over. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes life is less forgiving than the glass. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, it is less go. forgiving sometimes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Um, so Todd, thanks for hanging out, man. Thanks for talking with me. Thanks for sharing your heart. Thanks for doing the things that you do. I greatly appreciate Appreciate you. you. Um, and, uh, Todd's also, you can, uh, see Todd a little bit in some of the, my book stuff too. Todd's done a forward. Todd's done a book jacket thing. Todd's got a chapter in book eight, eight, book eight. Yeah. 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 I forget like all of those things, like they mash together. I was like, how long has I it know. been? Um, and I keep, I honestly, I have these, these thoughts of little devotions and it's just, I, I, I appreciate you, man, because it takes a lot to get it down on a piece of paper. You know, it sure does. People think, oh, you just crank those out. No, you don't just crank them out. And it's hard for me too. like, and I'm sure it's also like you, because you have so much stuff in your head that you want to accomplish. Um, for me, I have to one thing at a time. It like, yeah. like if I want to be productive at all, like, um, I can't, if not all of my to-do list just comes like a conglomerate and like, I'm just trapped in it. Um, so somebody texted me Thursday to ask me if I could DJ a wedding. Wow. And I said, all right, uh, here's my rates and I'll get back with you. I'll, or give me your email. I'll send you a contract. They texted me Friday. Uh, yeah, really like your rates. One want to book you. I was like, all right, I'll get back to you. Um, they called me Saturday. I'm at the show. I was like, Hey, listen, I'm gonna get back to you because right now this is my focus. Come Monday after I do this, 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 and this, then I can actually be DJ me and talk to you about that. Um, that dude for, who wrote that book, the ruthless elimination of hurry. Yeah. Checks his email once a week. Can you imagine checking your email once a week? I check it multiple times a day. Yeah. Well, 
I'm at the place where uh, all of my email gives me notifications every time an email comes in. <laughs> so, and, and that at that point, I'm like, do I open this or not? Is usually, and normally most emails I get are just like, whatever. Junk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know it gives some people anxiety. I'm currently sitting at. Um, uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. You don't want to know? Okay. Yeah, I do. Go ahead. Tell me. Uh, my tracker on my Yahoo mail stopped counting at 99,000 <gasps> oh, unopened emails. Hector, I have 19 and it's killing me. I've got 99,000 <laughs> uh, Yahoo emails I've not opened and I never will because I don't even use that email anymore, but it was my default email forever. Um, wow. Nice. But uh, like, you know, even with that, I've had uh, for like book nine, I've been having like five chapters I want to write. Mm hmm. And I haven't done anything with it because I had two sermon series I had to yeah. write at my church. This has been like a super busy summer for you. Yeah. And so like I had sermon series I had to write at my church. I spoke at five camps and I had to have different stuff at each camp. Oh, wow. That's tar. That's hard. And so it's just like, you know, like I got nothing. People are like, when's book nine? I'm like, um, so I'm shooting for October at this point, but who knows? Um, yeah. But if I can, now that I've gotten like the stuff out of the way, I've got a little more freedom to actually create maybe. Um, there you go. But uh, I look forward to it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you do. Uh, you said that you're already booked for your Kentucky show. What are the other, yep. and Heroes Con, what's the other one you're thinking about? I'm t- there's going to be one in Nashville in the summer. And um, it's a, it's small. It's like a Saturday, Sunday deal. And okay. I have free housing. So if I can get there, it, they've not... They they had one this past summer and I couldn't get there. I don't know if they're gonna have another one again, but I'm hoping to. If not, I may go to Cincinnati. Okay. Which is in the fall. All right. Well, yeah. uh, we're gonna have your links to everything on the uh all the socials and stuff for the Woo-hoo! site for when uh this goes live. And so y'all check out the stuff that Todd creates and his heart behind it. I'm you're going to be encouraged by it and you're going to see some really beautiful art. Um, and, uh, Todd, I just appreciate all that you do, man. I really love you and appreciate you. you. And we actually have to get in the same room geographic region at some point. No kidding. It'll happen. It'll happen. It it will. Um, so, uh, Y'all, thank you for joining us for this podcast. Uh, also want to thank uh, the Faith and Fandom Patreon supporters for all your contributions to help make this possible. Thank Love Thy Nerd for uh, having us on the network and for being a part of this. And remember, you can check out interviews from Faith and Fandom first at the Love Thy Nerd uh, network at lovethynerd.com slash faith and fandom or on the YouTube channel. Make sure you drop by and subscribe to all of those and uh, check out some other great stuff that's on the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. And thank you and have a great day. We love you, Radio Matt. We do love Radio Matt.